Hello, this is Cocktails with Kia. This is episode 17, the final episode of my first season. Um, Cocktails with Kia and friends. And I have today, um, we're going to talk about depression. Specifically, I'm going to be um, speaking with my um, oldest brother, Akil. Um, he's going to discuss his um, experience with depression um, and as a male and a black man. So this is definitely... Um, an awareness that we um, very excited to speak about tonight. Um, Akil, uh, say hello to our audience. Salutations. <laughs> and I have chiming in with us today, Tutu, <sighs> on the part one. Hey, Toots. Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay. All right. Getting right into it. So, James, brother. Well, I call him James, you guys. I know his name is Akil, but... Family name, I call him James. So, James, when um, when did you realize and accept that you were dealing with depression? When I realized that I was having depression, probably around the time that uh, when I got diagnosed with my kidney failure. Okay. Okay. Um, understood. Well, I of it as first. So... That, that's something that came, you know, somewhat like uh, halfway through being dealing with it. Mm. Why were Why was it hard for you to accept it? Because I guess just that taboo mm. for mm -hmm. um, a black man to, for a man period, and then add another layer a black man to say something like that. So we always dress it up as for a long time. I was like, I'm just frustrated. Or I'm aggravated, like um, yeah, yeah. So it's you don't say depressed, you know, like people. Like, when I had like a couple of you know therapy sessions before, when I was younger, they'll be like, "Well, you're suffering from depression." I'm like, "I don't think it's depression. I think it's just that I'm aggravated, mm -hmm. like I'm frustrated, and you kind of like uh, you kind of." I guess because depression is seen as you being depressed is like seen as uh, a vulnerability. It's strong, so yeah. he was taught at a young, a young age, not being moped. So he was taught to hide feelings and um, emotions. So yeah. you don't you don't associate yourself with depression because to me that means like something wrong with you, or you 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 were uh, you got a. A, a mental flaw that can be fixed. So, and it's not looked upon in, in our society to, as a man to express one emotion. So you're ex you're dealing with that torment with your just on your own. So yeah. some of that stuff develops into like a a form of depression. So mm -hmm. wow, yeah. got it. More to understood. Now, you did mention, of course, you know, of course, you know, I'm your sister. I was there with you. Uh, the kidney failure. God is good, guys. He has his transplant and he is healthy as ever. God is so good. Um, do you feel how? Yes. <laughs> yes, Toots. <laughs> you said something? Yes, I said amen to that. Oh. Glory to God. Amen. Um, brother, did it go away or are you still coping with that? No, I didn't. I still cope with that. You do? Do you? No, I think the, the I think what happened was the transplant brought it out. Like I 
think it's something that's been there. Mm. And I think that uh, being in a situation where you don't have any control or um, you're not able to um, control the outcome of the situation, mm-hmm. um, some of your like things that you repress comes out. So like that, the the, the the kidney transplant, that was just like something that, that was like what tilted, like what, you know, like started both the camels back. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like there was, you know, I think I was something like, you know, mildly was struggling with before. It yeah. just like, it became a, lo- a more severe form. Yeah. So, um, not being able to talk to nobody, always being looked at as the rock. Um, for a lot of people yeah. and not really having nobody really to talk to about it because people build up a facade of you. So yeah. even when you show like you need somebody to talk to when it comes to stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, oh, I kill you got you, you, that's nothing. You, you're a strong person. Like you'll get through it. I'm just like, okay, that's true. But this is like really affecting me. Like I'm mm-hmm. falling apart, but yeah. yeah, I'm a strong person where I can, together and I don't let it I don't let it splinter like you know I don't let it get to a point to where it metastasizes into a point to where I'm bipolar or I need severe I need like I need like mental outpatient treatment mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things that you have a voice like you, you, you express it to people closer to you yeah. like and they just don't see when somebody is so used to seeing you in a certain way and mm-hmm. like their perception of you is a certain way. They just don't know how to see you vulnerable. So it just made it worse for me. It's mm. why I decided on my own that I needed to go get like therapy. It's why when I was in it's when I was in Gainesville, yeah, I went to the University of Florida of psychology and I started talking to the lady that was in graduate school, I guess, when she was working out in the psychology clinic. Yeah. And I started seeing her and from that point on, I just always had therapy. I tried medication and it didn't work for me. So, um, it's one of those things that I didn't know that even when I feel my best, like there's times where I feel, I just don't feel anything. Like I feel empty. I don't feel no happiness. There's yeah. times where I should be feeling my greatest or like my proudest achievements and people are like gassing me up like man, kill. You're such a strong person. You're such a motivation for me. You're such an inspiration for me. And yeah. I don't feel anything. I feel so, like, there's times where um, it's just some of the stuff is damaged. And I'm not going to lie. Like, women have something to do with it, too. Because when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was dating and I was expressing oneself, yeah, you was, t- you, you was like, looked at as, are you gay? Or, yeah. um, um, you're weak because you're expressing your sensitive side. So that stuff makes you retract and withdraw within yourself. And when you can't feel like you can't trust to speak, uh, especially to another, especially to a woman who's supposed to be very emotionally in these kind of emotions, mm. when you, and you can't, when they, when they, when it's a vicious cycle out there, when as a man, you're break, it's hard as a man, period. No matter how strong you are, it's hard as a man, period, to express your vulnerabilities, period. And then you got a woman telling you something wrong with you or that they think you might be gay or they're telling you that you're weak because you they're seeing you expressing yourselves in those spins as 
strength. And then that's another issue in society as it is too. Because mm. there's women out there that don't applaud or appreciate a man um, getting in tune with his deepest, deepest emotions and bringing it to the surface, making himself vulnerable enough and trusting enough to another person and that person is throwing it back in their face or taunting them about it because I've had that stuff happen to me. So and when you have things like that too, you don't trust nobody. You become, you withdraw, you become antisocial when it comes to your intimate feelings, when it comes to intimacy. Yeah. So when it comes to that stuff, like you become depressed because mm. you feel like you got to put on um, an image or you got to play a role wow. in society because you don't know, you don't have anybody <clears throat> to talk to. Like you don't have nobody to talk to. You feel alone. So there's a lot of men I know personally that struggles through that and they don't have nobody to talk to about it. And what's crazy, what's really crazy about that whole thing, they don't have women to talk to about it. Like that's the that's the that's the most mind blowing thing for me. Yeah. Is a woman don't know how to be there for a man that's like I'm not saying all women, but I'm just saying yeah. just enough of them don't know how to be there for a man that's expressing himself that way. It's looked as a crutch or um, it's looked as not appealing or a flaw or not attractive to be that emotionally sensitive. I mean, even in this, I mean, even you can look back in the last 10 years or so, yeah. light skinned dudes or whatever, they, <laughs> what they, they taunt them because yeah. they looked at as they're being very emotional, <laughs> yeah. very sensitive like expression of their the feelings. Yeah. But they want to, they want the, the man that's, straightforward, don't express themselves, that's shown as a, he has a sense of strength. Like, that's the kind of stuff, like... But then that's that a means, hindrance, though. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy, vicious. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to talk about stuff like that, man. Like, it's hard to, like, it's hard to even trust. Like, I can't, I don't have nobody. I feel like I don't, and there's nothing against my family or friends. I feel like I don't have nobody genuinely to talk to about my vulnerabilities, but my psychologist who I talked to twice, mm. twice a month. And you know what? There's times where I feel very great, but I still go talk to her because I'm just like, it's a maintenance yeah. because that's just re, um, that's constant re- rehabilitation. Cause I go through moments in life where I don't feel nothing or I feel emptiness or like, uh, I feel, deep moments of sadness mm-hmm. for no reason and sometimes I don't know why I feel that way or um, I'm very insecure now like it's like things like that like and it makes you very insecure about just yourself with a lot of different things like you just worry about expressing certain vulnerabilities to people because you, mm. you get feared on being judged so um, yeah it, it's I mean I don't luckily mm. like yeah go ahead I mean, luckily I have somebody like Ashley. I mean, she can kind of identify with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But even then, I still don't trust enough to tell her everything how I'm feeling because yeah, because you don't want to be a weight for her, probably. Or we wasn't. Ra- I wasn't raised like that. That's. I just. I wasn't raised. I wasn't raised to hug. Like I didn't have hugs when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't have. I didn't hug when I was younger. I didn't have. Um. I didn't have no outlet to express myself mommy like, I, uh hello 
I was I was not close to my mother. I was close to my father. Yeah. I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about your father teaching me. Yeah. You like, were. that kind of stuff wasn't taught to emote that until mm-hmm. I was like, way in my 20s and 30s with, with women. my father. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff, like, you know, we wasn't taught that. So when you got a father teaching you, like, in this world as a black man, you need to have a, a, a form of strength or you won't survive out here. That's your first priority. Out. Like, the primary emotion that's, is no emotion. <laughs> Yeah. Primary emotion is no real shit. No, no um emotion. No mm-hmm. reaction. Don't react. Don't mm-hmm. do this and that. So that kind of it uh neutralizes some of your emotions mm-hmm. to emote out and express yourself. And then you like fighting that battle with yourself a lot. And I'm a person. I'm very sensitive. I feel yeah. emotions very, very deep. You internalize. I feel yeah. in. Yes, I internalize my emotions a lot. So I just you know over the last five to six, seven years, I started like emotionally. Imploding. Expressing more because people oh. might people when I was expressing my emotions, people made it seem like I was complaining. And then when mm. when people start making you feel like you're complaining about stuff, you I shut down. Like I don't trust you enough to even talk about that stuff. So I can have stuff that really deeply stressing me out, or like I'm very sad about that. I be on the verge of tears, or I cry myself to sleep at night. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night crying, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly why I'm crying like that. Yeah. So it's like those kind of things. You don't feel like you got nobody to talk to. Mm. Like, I know some of my depression is environmental. I know some of it mm. is not, like, rooted with some people who have, like, deep-rooted depression where, like, they can't just, they can't get in front of themselves at all. I can do that. Like, mm. I know how to do that because I, I still have that strength to overcome stuff. Mm. I still find ways to find, like, positive in certain things, but... Men, like, the climate is changing a little bit. A lot more men are coming out about, yeah. like, their mental mental health awareness is just, overall, is that's being, like, uh, brought to attention about a lot more. So a lot more people, men feel more comfortable coming out about it. But then you start, you start reading about these guys and having this stuff, like, years. And it's just like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. we're seeing that right? Strong. So expressing yourself is seen as a weakness. So even when men in sports or men in certain, they run in groups, they can't express themselves to their friends like that because they look at it as, you know, you ain't, you're too, sens- you're too sensitive or you like a girl or why you acting like a bitch. Like but- stuff like that, you know, like that's the stuff that they do. And, and people are like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. But what about, okay, I, I know that that's a general culture, but there are, like, you, you have close relationships with, well, not many men, but, like, you don't have, like, your best friend. Are you, don't you guys have that open forum with each, with each other? I feel like y'all kind of don't have a judge. We do, we do, you have but a, we don't. It's just, it's, man, yeah, let me tell you. Everybody's like, so busy in their lives. and It's, it's not even, like, about busy. It's yeah. just a man. It's like your friend only going to tell you to a certain extent. A Remy is the most okay. Mm-hmm. Remy is the only one yeah. that has been that vulnerable with me. Yeah, I don't even think he's been that vulnerable like that with his own wife, and you yeah. know, and that's another problem. So he'll be like that with me, but he can't be like that with her because guess what? She sees him as strength. Yes, she runs it. She puts it. She she'll put it back in his face. If he's being that way, she can't comprehend that. So he has to come to what? His best guy friend about stuff like that because he can't talk to another woman about it. 
because they don't understand it or she don't understand it or a lot of women don't understand mm-hmm. you being that way. So he's the only one like that. Other guys are not like that. They don't talk about it. They mask it. Like they got his pride and they mask it. They don't want to come up as being that vulnerable, period. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just the pride ingrained into that. Like it's, Mm-hmm. It's just a battle that you fight every day with. That's why I feel the most comfortable talking to my therapist. Yeah. I can earn, I can unearth to her anything or how I feel about anything, and mm-hmm. I'll have no judgment from that. Nobody's gonna be looking at me like being old, concerned, or they're gonna mm-hmm. judge me, or they're gonna be looking at me as like you, um, like they feel like you're breaking down, or like they just they have pity for you. Now they're not gonna understand. All they're gonna do is have pity for you or feel sorry for you. Um, so, but I something I like that's something I struggle with a lot. Like, but like I had dark times. Like mm-hmm. I told you, like me, like that's why like Perry and Callie, like I say, like those are like my most yeah, I remember. Animals. I know, I remember. Those like when I say Got I was going through dark, dark period mm-hmm. where I didn't think about. I didn't want to be here anymore. Like I didn't think I didn't like life had no value for me. So like I was going through things like that where like I thought about what would it be like if I was not here no more? Would I be missed? Like things like that. But we used to discuss uh, things all the time, big brother. And you used to like at times when I would ask you things, you would kind of like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Nah, I, yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm past that. I'm like, you sure? Because we just talked about it like two days ago. Yeah, nah, I'm past that. So you always exemplified that kind of like, I'm bounced back. I, I'm good. I ain't talking, I ain't thinking I about would, it no more. But I would bounce back. I would compartmentalize that. But subconsciously, it's always there. Yeah. I can, I can like make myself to function. And what I would, there's people that it cripples them. Like they're, illness or whatever it is it yeah. cripples them to the point to where like they can't they can't function yeah so i'm not like that i never and you know what it's the hardest for me yeah because i don't turn to drugs i don't turn to other vices yeah to overcome some of this stuff it's something that i'm mentally kind of like dealing with at the forefront yeah. on my own so you know some people are like hey i'm just gonna they're gonna find an addiction or some kind of other vice or something or they're just gonna give up on life and whatever. Even yeah. when like I told you I almost died and yeah. I came back and all that other stuff, like Yeah. That was... I didn't have I didn't feel that deeply like how everybody else did. Like, oh man, you know, you should be blessed, like you should you almost passed away. Like it didn't like that's what I'm saying. Like I was struggling with emotions, like thank God I wasn't yeah. at that point where I like felt things too deeply or cared too much about it because I could have fell apart. Yeah. But I was just like you know what, it's not that big of a deal. Until years later when I'm, like, breaking down crying, like, mm-hmm, I just... wasn't supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that is what, like, pushed me through. So I could be a, there's such thing as high-functioning people that are depressed. Like, I could be a person that, yeah. like, over time, I've gotten better. Like, I've gotten better because I have just that big of a resilience. So a lot of times I am fine. But, there's times when I'm to myself or with my alone with my thoughts and they run deep and I'll go down in a rabbit hole somewhere and I can't mm-hmm. get out of that abyss sometimes for like a day or so. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't, you know, like 
and even when you said like yeah kill i mean james like i'll come to you everything's okay everything's fine but there has been times when i came to you and you were just not equipped to deal with me and some of the stuff i was going through because you were so overwhelmed with what you were dealing yeah. with like you couldn't you couldn't like and i and there were times that i knew you needed me but i knew i was gonna fall apart because i didn't take care of me like and that's what I'm saying. And it's like, like and I think a lot of this is because we are overwhelmed with like life. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, there's so many factors. It's there's so many factors to why a person cannot and you're right, like always be there. And that's where okay. professionals come in. There's where professionals come in because it's they literally have to be equipped to know how to discern and separate what the hell they're going going through so that they can be there and completely present for someone else. And let's say, you know, everyone's not the same. Let's say you need a little more attention than my my best friend at the time or than mother. You know what I'm saying? She used to call or or let's say um, one of my coworkers needed more attention than all of y'all. You know what I mean? So it's always like there's so many other factors as to why, like, a lot of people are just kind of overwhelmed or we're not able to just completely always be available. And it's like I was starting to feel bad, but then me feeling bad was making me also incapable you know what I mean? It was just always these layers of like, I got it. We got to do, I got to do something to yeah. where I don't feel bad, but you don't understand how many things you got me through though. Like you got me through a lot of stuff. Even if you were just putting on a face, the strong face, that strong face, if it won't kill you is a blessing to other people. And I know you're like, man, it's kind of like a, losing a couple of battles so you can win the war type of thing because the war is is beyond me that needs help like if i can still get my help here it may not be when i want it but over like immediately i'm helping someone else out like it's kind of like a sacrifice but it in 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 return it becomes a gift in a way you know what i'm saying it's just like a that's what happens with me and I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to swallow what's going on with me because this person needs this a little more. Or you know what? I know there's times that I want to talk to you and I'm like, James, you good? You're like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm stressed and I need to go, I need rest. I haven't slept. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, that's when I needed to talk to you. Like I have tears <laughs> like running down my face, but I'm like, he won't know that because he just told me how stressed out he is. So now I'm just going to go in a corner and pray and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, yeah, that's, I mean, we, that's, uh, it is. Like, yeah, you know, we don't, that's live, we don't live like that it. damn easygoing ass, smooth flowing, rich ass life. Like there's so many factors, you know, to, it don't even, like that, that's something to me, like it don't even matter. Cause like I'm making, I'm making more money than I ever made in my life. I'm in a I'm in a situation yeah. emotionally and maturity wise. I'm the most I'm the best involved version of myself I've ever been. And then there's still times where like I just like I'm not happy, and I don't know exactly why I'm not happy. I mean, oh, you 
you have a lot of new things going on with you, brother. It's not like it's not even, it's not, it's not even that though. Like yeah. it's not even like it's not even that. It's just that even when I like pass my certification, even when I did all that work, pass, I'll get all that stuff done. Like I didn't feel it. Like I didn't feel that emotion. Or like it's just certain. You know, you have like certain. You have certain like I call it tent pole, tent pole, tent pole moments in your life and engage, passing your certification that you've been working your ass off for years to get, getting a, 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 a job into a career field that you can find mm-hmm. expound upon and support a family with, and you don't feel nothing. Or you have, like, certain things that go on with you, and you don't feel anything. Well, why are you telling point? me you're happy, and you're happy you made these achievements? I, I am genuinely, like, I genuinely, sincerely feel like I'm happy. But when it comes deeper... It's not, it's not jubilant, it's not overjoy of excitement, like, with certain stuff like that. Because like, you still got to deal um, with day-to-day, though. Like, that's probably... It's just, I, I feel like, like I was telling the doctor, I feel like I've been in such survival mode for so mm, long yeah. that my body, like, my, my, my spirit mm-hmm. or my body will only let my emotion fluctuate only so much up and down. So I think that even when I am in situations where um, I should be overjoyed, I get joy. I have joy, but I'm not overjoyed. It's all. It's the same. It's on a flip end of things where like stuff gets really, really distressful for me. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get bent way out of shape. Like I can get stressed out, yeah. but then I can bounce back. But it's everything comes with a cost, like a price. Like that's yeah. just how it is. Some of this stuff when. All I dealt with all through for the last 10, 12 years, and then, you know, going to dad a few times before, yeah. years down the road, and I'm like, I might be depressed, and you're like, you ain't depressed. Like, when people telling you stuff like that, y'all, you're just a little stressed out. Like, stuff like that, when you're going to people, and, and it's hard yeah. to say, it's hard to say stuff like that, period, out of your mouth. Like, you putting a name to something like depression, and then people telling you, you ain't depressed, you're just a little stressed out. You just going through a little something, and then if you get to a point that we know, why even talk about it? Yeah. Then you are you talking to are you confiding in somebody that you trust, and then like that stuff like backfires in your face. Like you just get to a point where like oh you know what maybe I'm just a little stressed out, or maybe I am just a little stressed out, and I just figure a way out of it. No, like I'm not I'm not like a, I'm not a going I'm not a depressed person that need medication or need a psychiatrist. Yeah, like some people do. Like yeah. it's not that bad for me. Because most of my depression is environmental, right? That's just how it is. That's not something I was, you know, born with or was dealing with since yeah. I was 8, 19 years old or stuff like that. I don't have those issues. I deal with, I deal with anxiety, yeah. you know, or stuff like that. I have mild forms of depression. Sometimes it gets severe, extreme bouts, but they're not a lot of those. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, I don't. I don't feel like I envy people that feel things deep, like yeah. overjoy with emotion with certain stuff, and and I can't get like that. Like I just sit there and I'm like I get up, I get excited about certain things. You know, like Shawnee brings out more of my emotions now <laughs> because of how she is, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, like it's just like looking into a mirror. Yeah. So it's like that's not do that, for me, but like it's just like a lot of things like. Society wise, man, like yeah. men are men have like women like and I'm not taking nothing from a woman. Yeah, I know. Women like they go out they it's broadcast how much they go through, it's, it's broadcast how much 
emotional, whatever things they go through mm. on a day to day, just just being a woman. Like you know, you you come you're second class already as it is because you're a woman. Mm. But as a man, when you're not, you you can't express yourself. You're you're taught to just be strong and only be strong. Like not balance that stuff out. That's how that affects men in relationships. That's how it affects men just overall as a communicator because we're taught not to emote. That's why you have men that do murder, murder suicides or like yeah. you have a man that, because men, men, when they, they're not going, when a man want to be suicidal, if he's suicidal, he's going to follow through with it. He ain't going to be sitting there a hundred times contemplating or like halfway yeah. through it and then go be hospitalized because you took like a, a, a handful of pills. No, a man would do it. He, he, if he's suicidal, yeah. he's going to commit to it and he'll end up doing it. But those men stuck in silence for so long and nobody never like asked no, no, nobody never like asked to look out for them. You told you you're taught to be strong and provide for the family. That's it. True. Like you're not yeah, taught man. to you're not afforded to be emotional um, and express yourself. And then when you got women like throwing it in your face, when women like being amused by it, or when women are sitting there just like laughing at you because you're emotional, or you like you know poetry or writing, or you like listening to more R and B than rap, yeah. and they look at you like something wrong with you, like you soft. I think that the strongest men are the ones that express themselves like that. But it takes true strength to do that. It's not a lot of men that are willing to show that side. I actually long and yearn for that out of a man. So it's like when you say women, I know there's not all women, but like it's I, a it's a collective. It's enough of it. It's not, and I don't think it's majority of it, but it's so it's enough of it. Gender roles, like you know, mom stays home with the kid, dad has to 
dad is like the disciplinarian that he doesn't emote like it's just one of those things where like a man expressing himself emotionally is such an anomaly like some women that's they're so some of them are so damaged like they don't know what to do with that yeah so it's, it's something different for them and um they uh, they they take it though they don't understand it they lose interest in it they don't like it or um mm-hmm. they just wasn't taught they're not taught that because they're not seeing it like yeah let me tell you something you don't you don't watch this as us i don't know if two two ever watched it but randall pearson that guy there mm-hmm. he who he is who i aspire to be you know why yeah because he has no he has no problem expressing himself to his woman he doesn't have no problem appraising his woman as his queen mm-hmm. he has no problem deferring to her even though he's the man yeah. and he's still strong enough that he's still strong enough that where she respects him as a man yeah. in the house he sits there with his girls mm-hmm. and does things with them he he intimately speaks to them about yeah. certain things like he's a man that emotes what a man's supposed to be like that's who i aspire to yeah. be like like i want to be a person then I'm apologetic about how I feel about expressing myself because mm. I was damaged because women would look at me that way. Women would mm. lose interest because you're a certain way. Look how many people make fun of Drake, right? Because he's an emotional dude, <laughs> right? He wears his emotions on his shirt sleeve, yeah. and I love Drake. Yeah. It's why I like certain music. Like it's because mm. it's who I am. I like Drake for that because yeah. he's unapologetic about it. He's a rapper. And he sings about love and everything like that about a woman a lot like he does that and he doesn't care like he's like i'm still a man and i'm still going to be this way i'm doing it differently than anything else is doing it because this is who i am yeah. he's a cooler like a ll cool those kind of guys like those are like endangered species like they don't yeah. and it's not because they don't have to not, not they have the capability of doing it they're just scared Men are more insecure than women, and women don't understand that. Mm, but they will like never told, admit that. I told, <laughs> I, I told, I told Ashley because like we had this before. Mm-hmm. I like I need my I need positive affirmation sometimes for you. I, I need to know that I'm doing a good job, yeah. like for my woman, because I need to feel validated like that. Mm-hmm. I need that. It's not because she. I remember when she was saying like, "Why do you feel like you have to?" I need positive affirmation mm-hmm. from my woman, no matter how confident I am in myself. And how confident I am in my, my ability to do things, yeah. I'm still an insecure person. And I like this a lot of men like that. I have friends tell me that all, all the, the time. time. But they won't they admit it wish, to the woman. They wish, they wish for their woman to just give them that positive affirmation. He said it makes a big difference. But they don't do that. They don't feel, they feel less than. They say they feel, they get depressed or they just feel insecure. They question themselves because... They'll go out of their way to do certain things that gets unnoticed. You know why? It's a yeah. man. You're a man. Like, whatever. You're supposed to. It's like, not, it's, yeah. You're supposed to, or it's expected of you, or it's just that you're a man. It's not, it just don't, it's just, you don't, uh, you just don't uh, adulate it. Like, you don't, you don't, um, you don't show the appreciation because you think he's a man, he's strong, you don't need that. Yeah. And men need that more than anything. A, a man needs that more than anything. So many men suffering in silence. So many men sad and depressed. Yeah. And like, they woman won't build them up because they think because they're a man, 
that they strong enough to kind of like they'll figure it out on their own. They may figure it out because a man is strong enough to do that. But yeah. that doesn't mean subconsciously or like the root of them is the sadness or the depression or like not feeling validated or appreciated or mm-hmm. um, not feeling like they're wanted. Like they're feeling like they're a freaking ox or like a machine. That's yeah. all they're doing is generating revenue for the house and mm-hmm. paying for the bills and doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's all that comes of it. And you don't, you don't sit there and appreciate and, 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 and breathe life into another person. So it's people suffering in silence with their illnesses or their depression. It's like, that's why I make a, I make a note yeah. that friends that I haven't heard from in a while. Check in on them. we talk, I check in on Hey, how you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, Hey, yeah. I, I appreciate you because people need that stuff. Like yeah. we just don't do enough. We don't show enough love. Like that's, yeah. we're so self, we're so self-involved. Yeah. And then is that like we don't show enough love. And then like, we mm-hmm. got like gender roles that we have and the man's supposed to be and how a woman's supposed to be. And like, we get lost with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so, you know, in the black community, there's a whole nother, there's whole a whole nother epidemic it? with that. Yeah. Because, Men are not supposed to speak like the most motion. Like you're just not supposed. Like you're not supposed to. You're because, supposed to be strong, and that's it. Like yeah, because there's so and, many other factors against the black man right. who has time, right, to, to 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 talk about emotions. You know, like but it should be taught. It should be taught differently. Then. Exactly. Learn, learn how to learn how to be strong, and when it comes to society and things like that learn how to restraint yourself yourself when it comes to your emotions but also at the same time know how to express when it needs to be expressed when it's it's about when through. yeah yeah it's not a, it's about when it's not an absolute like don't shut it don't, all the way yeah down. Like, it's about don't when. express mm-hmm. because then if i breaking men break and they become broken and they get older and things like that and then they don't know how to emote so what they do they go to street measures or like they I didn't want to commit suicide. Or pick up some horrible freaking habits. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't get that validation. You don't get like, man, I love you from you. Don't get that mm-hmm. from your father. Like, mm-hmm. I love you, man. I appreciate you and stuff like that. You didn't get that when you was a kid. So you don't. And then when you're with your, your woman, yep. you ain't getting that from her either because she thinks that you, she thinks that there's things that you're supposed to do and that's it. You're not even supposed to express yourself. Yeah. Then when you express yourself, why are you acting like a bitch? Or why are you yeah. acting like a female? I'd have had that somebody say that to me. I'm like, like that, that I'd have had that said to me before. Why are you acting so much like a female? And see, stuff like that yeah. is when a man will just shut down. Like, you know what? I'm out. Like, I'm. Why am I even moving myself? Why am I even yeah. expressing myself when I when I'm so stigmatized that nobody's going to take me seriously or appreciate stuff that I do? So it's just mental health. Like overall, is it's one of those things that it needs to be talked about more and taken seriously more. What? Um, because it becomes you. It's, it's, um, I mean, honestly, James, like I, and, I, and me and you discuss this all the time. I'm dealing with the guys that have been damaged from previous um, social circles or, or relationships where it was not acceptable for them to open up. And now I'm, I've come across these guys and I am yearning for them to open up and they don't even think it's genuine. They think 
I'm going to do as soon as they do it. They think I'm going to drag their emotions in the mud and hang it out for everyone to see. Like, they're like, you, you or can... Or they'll become uninterested. Or what? And it'll, it'll take you away. Or you'll become, like, I'll become... Un- and I'm like... And they're like, you think you want that, but you don't. Like, I, I, I know. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? What's going on? Like, what kind of women have you guys encountered to where... And what made you... A, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just sitting here like, cause you know, James, when you're like, sis, you're, you're kind of like the rare one. Un- like, unfortunately you're, you're looking through your lens and I'm like, but I still am a woman. Like I haven't gone through some kind of special training that other women have like having and, and they're thinking differently than me. I'm still a freaking woman. We have to at least have a lot of similarities in the way we feel about men. Who would not want a man to open up? Tutu. We express this all the time. It is a drag. It is aggravating. It's frustrating. It's a hindrance that we don't have the man that opens up. That's why I was like, it can't be that bad of a problem. I ran into some of the women out there, like how they are, like what what men deal with, like, or like what... (laughs) Like, man, even some, of the, even some of the stuff daddy told me mom used to say to him mm-hmm. when they was together and how she used to argue with him yeah. about certain stuff, like, or tell you certain things. Yeah. And, it, like, even when it came to some things with me and how it was with certain women, like, like it's not saying that it's majority of women, but it's, it's so, it's so, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a, um, it's too much of, of, of them out there that are like that. Yeah. That causes impacts with men. And you know, men, all you have to do is go through that a few times and that's it. So, yeah. That's women. There are women out there like that. And no there one told us. Out, no. There are women out there like that. I see it all the time. Man, the hell, I see it on Facebook, man. Like, I've seen. How women are oh, yeah. when it comes to what a man you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just like men. Men are already under a certain amount of pressure. You got to make a certain amount of money. You got to have a certain that is. You got to be this and that. Yeah. And then like, and then I got to be like be emotional with you and express myself. You don't throw it in my face. Like it's like women like some women fight dirty in arguments, so they mm-hmm. throw stuff back up in your face about you giving them like the most vulnerable. Um, yeah. I had a woman, when I was younger, I had a woman, like, I remember I was, like, it's fine to be a lawyer. I remember the argument we were having, she's like, you'll never be a lawyer. You'll never amount to that. You'll never do that stuff. Like, stuff like that, when you, like, telling women, like, you're pillow talking them and you confide in them about certain stuff, and then, like, they throw it in your face, and then I'm like, okay, you breached my trust, and I don't really, like, I don't really confide mm. into, like, things, and things when you want to throw it in my face in an argument or, like, things like that. Or, like, women, like, you mm-hmm. express yourself and they don't believe you. Like, yeah. you're too good to be true. You lying. You're full of shit. Or stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, you just, like, every other every other nigga out there. Yeah. Don't, don't so come in with the bullshit and all this other stuff. Or it's just like, man, like, why are you the way you are? So we're like, guarded both oh, ways. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, only, like, only gay guys express themselves like that. Or, but or that is so, like, 1980s. No one really actually thinks like that today, James. Not ignorance. overall. Like that, that's ignorance, Irie. You act like 
I mean, there still is. There still is. There still is. You're right. There's still like people who think like that, and they're breeding kids who think Think like like that. that. That's true. That's true. That's true. You can say things going back then. It's still going on present day. You're right. Uh, That's how it is. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, but you're right. And nobody and people may have. How long? How long has it been for years? People made fun of people with mental, uh, mental health. Mental health is illness or people going through depression and they're just saying, oh, you just need to just suck it up and get out, just get over it. That's not nothing big to be depressed or sad. But I can tell you a lot of guys have said that to like people like as if because, you know, you got to understand people speak from experience or from their point of view. So I've heard that out more so out of the mouths of guys where whether they're talking to a woman or a man, they're like, oh, suck it up. So I know yeah, you're saying like that's women. A, that's deflection, man. Like I'm telling yeah. you, right, man. There's a lot more men. There's a lot of men out there who will be like that. Like they may like, uh, yeah. You know, they'll express themselves like maybe to like a close homeboy or something, or like they'll they just don't feel they don't trust themselves enough yeah. to come out and like, hey, man, like I'm just dealing with a lot because it's just like. Just feels it one day. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a result of something deeply it's, rooted that it's has happened. Yeah, it's residual stuff. It is like you you 
can be fine for most of your life and something can happen to you. You can become And that would drop you depressed. really low. I agree. It'll drop you into a lows and stuff and you gotta pick yourself up out of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is I understand if like I can understand if you thought that or said that a few times. But if it's been said just enough times to where it's becoming a narrative yeah. in your life, like Maybe it's not every day or every other week, but if it's just been said so much, yeah. then you gotta like, man, I got something going on. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, it took me forever. Like I would not, I, would not I, I, that you not, I went, I went, I said, I'm not depressed. And my doctor would be like, all right, she knew she just wanted me to come to that on my own terms. Is why like I get so depressed. I mean, so protective of Perry and Callie because. I don't know if they was around. I don't honestly know how I would have made it out. Going through everything I went through by yeah. myself, doing all that stuff, being sick by myself, and basically trying to find a way to survive and yeah. live, and then dealing with when like people telling you about yourself and yeah. people leaving you and cheating on you or going through like like betrayal yeah. and like like all that stuff. And mom's moms and mom and dad and all that yeah, stuff like going on. Like, so, like, so, yeah, the strongest people, okay, <laughs> the strongest people out there can have depression. Definitely. To, we're the ones who do. You just know how to deal with it better. I know how to deal with it. I know that, hey, if I know if I'm getting to, getting to a point, yeah. I'm getting like that, I know where I can, I know I outlet, I find outlets myself yeah if whether that's like reading a book whether that's watching a, a, a watching a show of, oh yeah a show or a movie that's a sense of comfort where i talk to my doctor like i talk to her like i'll hit her up on a saturday like if i know it's really bad i'm like hey can i have a session this saturday i can't go you know yeah another two weeks and she, i'll talk to her now she don't she don't say like new shit every day like she don't give me like different techniques all the time yeah it's just the fact that she's there, an open ear to talk to, and she's unbiased. Yes. She doesn't know. She hasn't known me since I was a baby. She, yeah. doesn't, she hasn't had no intimate relationship with me. She doesn't yeah. have any of that. All she knows is, like, kill as her patient. Yeah. And the growth, the growth that he's gotten, gotten I've been going to this, I think this is like eight, nine, eight years. So, it's just, um, I'm, I'm just know that I'm one, I'm, I'm a person that suffers through that you see like our cousin and stuff like that yeah. you know so be on his um podcast or people like that yeah they they people and that's another thing they um people flee that they don't want to accept they don't they're not ready to accept that they talk about it but when it comes time to like really look yourself in the middle mirror like, yeah i find out what you dig one from it and then until you do that until you face that you won't always run from it like when you you gotta like seriously like hey I got a mental health issue I need help I need therapy I need some something that's outside of family yeah. to professionally tell me how to function in my life yeah it was wow. all the techniques for that you know so I have a, a question um and thanks for kill you're like it's like all the questions I have your yes to girl he's hitting all the points and you're you're just you're just answering them without us doing yeah. <laughs> Because I was going to ask, you know, what type of techniques uh, does your doctor suggest? What, what, you know, how long you've been seeing her and, yeah. and things like that. Um, to the point where you're comfortable. Now, do you think possibly that 
um, you find it easier talking to her because she's a stranger um, who, like you said, has not known you from birth, has not known mm -hmm. you as a baby or growing up. Do you think you'll ever? Do you think you'll ever get to a point where you will feel a little freer talking to your family members mm. about what you're going through, or opening up a little bit more mm. than you do with them already? I don't. I don't know. Like I, my mom and my dad don't know yeah. about stuff like like this, and I don't like. That's the thing. I'm thinking, do you feel you're playing a role as well? Like, by not actually saying, hey, it's it's beyond... I have, I have talked to them. I have broached that to them. And the thing about with me, you already know how I am. You shut down. If, yeah. if, I, if I have approached you about this a few times, or it, it, and, and you're telling me something that is not because you don't want your kid... You don't want, you don't want your kid... You don't mm. want to think of your kid of having a vulnerability, right? Or like having some kind of issue or whatever like that. Yeah. Um. It. It's a trust issue at that point. Like, would I trust enough to yeah. talk about it? Maybe, but it's not now. Like, it won't. It's not. In, it's not in the short, short term because I don't trust them enough to think that they understand it. Mm. Like, and that's, and that's with most of my family. I wouldn't. Mm. I don't. I don't trust them enough to to think that they understand i just yeah. either think i i either think i get a pity party or so, like i'll get somebody i'll get them feeling sorry for me do you think it's or there'll be a denial about it do you think that circles us back around to it's just that people don't have awareness they don't know how to how to actually receive the information and not think uh, you know what i mean like every like there's an ignorance about it so of course the person, the professional you speak with, there isn't an ignorance with that person. You know what I mean? Right. So they're, well, yeah, go ahead, Tutu. <laughs> no, which was going to bring about my next question. Yeah. Since May is, um, May is all about mental health awareness. So we talked, you know, mostly about, um, how people need to be educated. Maybe education is a factor. What type of advice would you have for? let's say your family and um, friends mm -hmm. for them to understand like what would what would be the advice for them to be more aware about what you're going through what can they do to understand what it is that you are really going through without having that biased mindset yeah they'll have to do research they'll have to read testimonials they'll have to yeah it's it's like you you will have to understand like what causes a person to be depressed or um they will have to like do research on that recognize like, it's them. just just an umbrella with that stuff like yeah. depression branches so many different ways and yeah. um there's so many different types of depression yeah um it's just i feel like um
Um, there's just some people I don't ever don't think I ever would trust. No, like, I understand. Talking to her about it because um, when some people have issues on themselves and they're not willing to admit, why would I talk to them about it? Like yeah. my issues, That's you true. know, like um, I have no credibility with people like that. Yeah, there's some people like no, I can talk to about it and I'll be just fine. They'll understand. Um, it's just that how my daughter was saying is that um, I've created such an aura about myself with <laughs> some people. Like they just some of them just won't. They just re- refuse to accept that. Like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way you felt this way. There's no way you thought about this. There's no way that you um like it got that bad. Like hey. Um, it's a testament in itself that it got that bad and I was able to will myself out of it um, to the point to where I can function and if it right rears up, I know how to deal with it. I know that, hey, I need to find outlets. I know I need to do deep breathing exercises when I feel like anxiety is getting too high or I'm feeling too low. I need to find a way out, out of it. Now, Ashley is great, but sometimes she can't pull me up out of what I'm dealing with. I have to like self-start or self-motivate. So if that means like getting up in the morning sometime, listening to like mm-hmm. my 15 minute less around oh, yes. motivational or <laughs> me finding refuge in um, reading or thinking about things that make me happy because that's what I'll do sometimes. I'll think about times and moments in my life that made me really happy mm-hmm. or some funny stuff that I've done. Gotcha. Or, you know, yeah, I get like that. Sometimes when I'm, like I tell Ashley, man, sometimes I come home, I'm like a big kid, and I got all this energy, I'm bouncing all over the place, and I'm super hyped, and you're like, like oh my you God, you're just too much right now. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, you're too much right now. I'm like, yeah, but that's me, de- that's me, de- 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 uh, deconstruction. Um, I tell her that's a coping mechanism. Yeah, a coping so I, I tell her that. Like, that's things that I do when you got to. things are getting really, really bad. Like, I turn into a jovial kid. Like, I turn <laughs> back into a kid, and that's what it helps me. So... I don't know if I can, it's one of those things, like, that'll be the hardest, one of the hardest things to be when you're sitting in an open room with some of the people, some of the family members that consider me to be yeah. a super, like, solid rock, like, the one that, like, had it all together and yeah. sitting there and telling them, like, hey, I've been struggling with this for the longest time, and it's just about a will of God that I'm still here. Yeah. Or is this about, is this like, you, you value living more than dying. Yep. That's just how, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, you got too much to live for. Like, like you just, I'm not to a point, I wasn't, I'm not at a point where some people are just suicidal. How people are suicidal yeah, all, like, the, yeah. all the time, or they just don't want to live anymore. That's the like, they're just going through life. Yeah. I never got to that point. Have I thought about certain things? Or have it crossed my mind? Yeah. Yes, it has. So it's, it's hard to think about doing that to some people. Like, mm. this was hard enough to do. To and, like, you telling me about, you know, Jesse going through his stuff. Yeah, man. It's, like, this, this more... sometimes it's just, like, you don't even want... It's, like, sometimes I get... Yeah. That stuff aggravates me because I'm just, like, man, like, How... it makes you address yourself yeah. when it comes to some of your issues that you got going on. Yeah. So, um, so... it's... It's, it's just one of those things that um, I applaud people that, hey, they, they put their name up on it. And like, hey, I got this going on and this is what I suffered through. And and 
those are strong people they actually admit it where people are like sitting there and yeah. fighting it and won't even say anything about it and then you find out too late mm. then you find out oh man he was suffering through he was suffering his times or she was suffering his times she had all this stuff going on she had emotional issues yeah and 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 never spoke about it i've never said anything about it yeah brother this was insightful Okay, yeah, James, um, regarding what you're saying about the true strength is those who, you know what I'm saying, open up. I mean, we had to learn that because, you know, growing up, we both, we all thought that strength was keeping it to yourself and dealing with it on your own, right? But what have you learned? Uh-huh. You've grown to learn it's the opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you, you got to, like, talk about it. Like, even, if, like, like I said, like, even if you don't feel like you have... Um, even if you don't, you're not comfortable talking to your emotional family circle, like find a, a talk therapy help. So mm-hmm. like find somebody that could kind of like peel back some of the layers because sometimes you think you got it all figured out. And that was me for the longest. And I was, I was, I fought yeah. with my therapist. So I was pushing against what she was doing. Wow. And I was like, um, like, it took uh, it took me it took me it took it took me like to be strong enough to realize I needed help and start doing it on my own. Like nobody told me to do it. I had nobody around me like, hey, uh, Mikhail or James, you need to go look for therapy. I decided that on my own. Like I decided that all on my own to go find it, mm-hmm. take it out. And um, and when I when I talked to her, or whatever she might, she ain't the best therapist. She probably had the best technique or the best uh, ways to do everything, but. She's such a sense of comfort and things that she made me open up things about myself that I didn't think I knew. I didn't I didn't know. I wasn't aware of it, basically, is what I was saying. Yeah. So, like, just being a sense of, I have a sense of accountability with my emotions. And, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable, or, hey, it's okay to take a day off or take a break from everything, or, hey, if you're going through something right now and you got this, it's just too much, um, learn, learn how to, like dial back trying to help other people out in it at the expense of yourself yeah like stuff like that like when because you don't want to like burn yourself out emotionally and you get into a part you get to you get in a situation where you're so numb you're so in, so numb to everything and i was getting like that i was getting numb to a lot of stuff like it was really bad like yeah. i was feeling nothing with a lot of different things like and i'm like i can't live my life like this that's why I told myself I can't. I can't be like that. Where I'm just like, you know, empty on the inside, okay mm-hmm. on the outside, because people get really good at masking yeah. one's feelings, you know, or they try to find a way to push through it or overcome it, or maybe like that might manufacture into something and make them what they're feeling in the, on the inside. So yeah. it's like, it's just one of those things like you just, just gotta have a ear for it or like sense when somebody's down or something. You know, a lot of times when I'm like gone, like dad said that too, like mm-hmm. when, Jane, when, I leave, when I'm just off the grid, not when I'm not really talking to nobody, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably going through something, he's figuring it out. And that's usually what happens. I mean, now more so than ever because I had a, um, you know, a baby that's demanding, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, that little girl. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, she just, she's like, uh, I don't care about that. I need this. <laughs> no, but like, man, like sometimes I come home and she comes and her, her face light up or she stretched them big eyes yeah. and then she starts smiling. I'm just like, everything's all right. But, uh, she made me want to 
going to ball into tears, but Aww. um, but yeah. like yeah, <laughs> it, I know I have like issues, like mm. I know it ain't as bad as a lot of people, but you know I have to have bouts with it, and I go to therapy every every other every other Saturday. I talk to that lady for an hour, yeah. even if I don't feel like talking to her. Sometimes I'm just like I don't want to talk. Yeah, like I, and it's just like maintenance. You got to go take your car to the shop sometimes. You may be able to get by another year without That's taking funny. it to the shop. But you go routinely maintain your car and everything like that. It's going to extend the life of the car. It's the same thing with, with if you want to do something like I go through or where it's just too much where you overwhelmed yeah. with it. And you don't have nobody like a third party to talk to like yeah. friends or family if you don't feel like they're going to be completely understanding because they going to have some sense of bias with them. Yeah. And you talk to her, and it just makes it better. It makes it easier to transition to talk to your family um, or be more open about it. Maybe not be more open about, hey, I'm going through, I'm just, just depressed, but you're more open and more vulnerable with certain stuff. Emotional, because I have been like that with you. Yeah. With just certain things that we talk about that I wasn't comfortable talking about years, like years Oof. ago. Oh, yeah. Because so, you're opening up more now. <laughs> yeah, I open up more. So it's just, that's just something that over time, that just with rehab, rehabilitation and stuff of the mind, because um, that's what's helped me. Yeah. Having, you know, Ashley, who go through similar things and how she coped with it and how she understands it, mm. helped at times. But sometimes she can't help me. And she really tries to. Yeah. She really tries to, like, up my, my spirits and, like, try to do anything to make it comfortable it's just like some of those things that you're like hey i just it, it's got a pass like nothing yeah. you really can do for me right now and it's vice versa for her yeah. so like y'all you will want to help and you'll want to like you there's know it's just sometimes there's nothing you can do <laughs> yep i know it's like now it's hindsight 2020 like okay now that you're telling me this i'm like wow that's what that was like, that's what that was when we used to discuss things or you would just be like kind of shut down or or you would just kind of like sh- cut it, cut it off. Like, OK, nah, I'm, just, I'm good. I'm good now. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what? I, re- I just needed to vent. I didn't need you to try to give me a solution. I was like, OK, I don't know. I don't know the difference. Like, I thought men were solution oriented. And there we go. We circle back around to gender roles. I'm thinking a man is only going to express himself because he needs a solution. Because when I go to a man about a problem, he don't want to sit and stew in it. He wants to give me a solution. You understand what I'm saying? It's like we we always are going to continue to learn learn each other. Like there's no end game to that. Men and women. Like, yeah. No, it's not. And it's like, like when I like. When I talk to some of my female friends and they tell me about like how guys are not like I'm like, hey man, men are way more insecure than a woman. And, mm. I, and, and I and I say it, I, I like it don't look that way on the surface. Yeah, Cause, uh, because it has it, it's uh, masked by bravado and pride. <laughs> but men are way more insecure than a woman is. Way more, way more, way, way, way. Way. Whoo! Say it again. Okay. But they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't admit to it. They don't cop to it. They, they, a lot of them don't. I don't think some of them recognize. I don't think a lot of them recognize it that they're insecure. Oh, they don't have, they don't have no sense of awareness. I mean, sense like, of I'm awareness, like, yeah. I, 
I'm insecure, man. Like, I'm insecure about stuff. But see, you're a man she, that she, expresses she, his she, damn self. She's like, she's like, I can't believe. She's like, you sh-. I'm like, I'm insecure about stuff, man. Like, you think because I'm a man that I'm not insecure. Like, men are very insecure. They question themselves, especially when it comes to their woman. Mm. And they want to, they have this epitome that they want to be for their woman. When all it is that they want with the, the approval and acceptance of their woman because they just that in love with whoever they with. Like, you can make me insecure. Like, I get insecure. Like, and it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just that I care that much or know I have that much to lose to somebody. I get insecure. I question stuff. And vice versa. Like, we get so insecure too. So if a man about doesn't. So many things. You know, you're so, and I, and I, yeah, I am a self confident person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have doubts of insecurity when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Yes. Any man, like any man, no matter how overconfident they are, mm-hmm. the more overconfident they are, the more insecure they are. Mm-hmm. That's just point blank. Like so. That's true. I'm just like, I'm just like, at that point, I'm comfortable with her. I just like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm insecure. Or like, I like tell her certain things. And I don't care how it's going to look. Maybe I look like I'm going to be a little emotional. Or a but little you're comfortable or with whatever her. whatever like that. I don't care about that. What did it take for but you to I'm be comfortable with her, though? Like, because I don't, there's men that are, are with women for 15, 20 years, and they are not that damn comfortable. That's why I was like, it depends on the, the man, the person. It depends on the man, and it depends on if. When he's ready to stop that mask and stuff, like that, that shit is a job it's within itself. And then you have another job and then you have another job. Well, you say that though, but like, that's just, it's culturally, like, that's just how it is. Men mask their emotions. And then it gets even harder when it comes to like different cultures, different uh, types of men, whether it be Caribbean or whatever, they, they ultra are taught to mask their emotions with certain stuff. So it's just one of those things where men are just taught to just just taught to not express their, yeah. their emotions. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of guys, like, in the NBA and I think in the NFL that came out about how they have mental health issues. Yeah, what and was the like, guy? Yeah, they were um, applauded for it, but there was segments of it. Like, yeah. people were like, well, he's he soft. Or, like, like, why would you... Why are you going through stuff like that? Why do you feel that way? Yeah. You're a professional athlete. You're supposed to be able to compartmentalize that. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, that man's a human being. Yeah, what do you mean? A professional athlete, like he's a god. No, but that's just how it is. It's just society we live in. There's women that don't want their man being, they can't take a man being emotional. Like, they just want that man to come home, um, be able to provide for the family, um, be able to discipline the kids or whatever and be able to please them and that's it. They don't want any extra emotion with it because they're going to call them a girl, they're going to call them a woman, they're like a female, they don't just like that. Like, the yeah. woman I want to say that to me, like, I'll hang up the phone or yeah. I'll walk out the house. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that. I know. Like, you're not going to disrespect me like that. So, it's like, that's just a, that's a, that's a, that's a hot button, like, the press for a man. So, like, men definitely are shut down. They won't express. Mm. They won't say stuff like that. But then it's like, some women, like, why are they like that? Yeah. Why Why is it, like, why is it that you uh, ridicule, ridicule or chastise the, the, the exact thing that you said you wanted a man? It's so stupid. <laughs> damage, man. No and it's a damage. And, like, that's just how it is. It's a vicious cycle. So, wow, crazy. like, the pressure, like, the pressure is rooted 
and anxiety is is rooted in so many different things and entangled in so many different uh, things that that yeah. affects your life. You don't know where that depression could have started. Or if depression has been there for a long time as a powder keg waiting to explode because you just don't have no sense of awareness about it. You don't want to put your name on like, hey man, I got, I just, I'm mentally exhausted. Like I can't, I just, just some days I just can't. Yeah. I can't function. Or I like, just hey, want to sleep. Just, yeah, you can't. You don't want to like face it. And I just mm-hmm. got to a point where I'm just like, man, man, like some days I just don't have it. And I just like let it be known. If I need a mental health day for myself, I'll take it. Yeah. I took one of those at work like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I think you told like, me I that. To, yeah. I, just, I just couldn't go to work. Like, I was just like, I'm just, I need a day. Mm-mm. I like that. You got to take that. care of your mind. The mind is the most vital thing that you got to take care of. Like, yep. That's, that's the nucleus for everything to work. Yep. And if you don't take care of that, everything else is going to like, will fall apart. Eventually. eventually. Fall apart. Yeah. And mental health awareness is something that um, you got to be able to, like, admit to yourself that, hey, this is what I need to have. Uh, this is what I need. This is what I need going forward. And then, you know, eventually confide it to the family that you think are going to understand yeah. and let them know about it. Like, hey, you know, I, I struggle with this. And this is not something I probably will struggle with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like, it may not be as rampant as, one of, as, as long as I get treatment or um, therapy for it or have mm-hmm. a good, strong support system. But, like, man, when you like, in a crowd full of people yeah. and you feel alone, or, like, when you, like, around people that love you and you feel alone, like, that's a, that's a lonely, that's a sad, lonely feeling to be like that. When it gets that mm-hmm. bad, when you, like, around love and you don't feel the love. You, you feel, feel out of place, you, yeah. You just, you feel, you know, you feel like an outcast. You feel like you're from another planet. Like you feel like <laughs> you just don't, you know, you just don't want to be around nobody. You become antisocial. You you become withdrawn, or you yeah. just don't. You don't have value in like your life. And I'm just like, I just and I and I sit and I let myself like be proud of who I am. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that for a while. I'm like, damn, a kill. You achieved yeah. a lot in your life. You overcame a lot in your life. You need to like own that mm-hmm. and be proud of it. Wear it, wear it as a badge, mm-hmm. not have it as something that's a detriment to you or like a sense of embarrassment or like not finding any happiness or soothing in some of that stuff. And that stuff helps me yeah. because I'm like, I don't want to come off as being egotistical, but at the same time, you don't want to like denounce your blessings. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, like you don't want to make it because that's even that's just as bad when you've been blessed and you won't even acknowledge it. So, oh, man. it's like it's a complicated situation. You have just, awareness, man. Uh-huh. You have awareness, and you spoiled me being my brother. You know that because I can't take nothing else from these dudes. Like I can't, I can't deal with dumb stuff. <laughs> Because you are so highly intelligent, you have awareness, you admit your flaws, you admit your mistakes, you correct them, you mess up again, you correct them, you're you're good with um facilitating and giving instruction and you you're you're very um articulate, like all of that. I can't deal with I text someone inebriated. 
Okay. I know this is a little off topic and this was <laughs> last night because they asked me what was my condition. I was like, I'm a little inebriated. They are maybe a year older than you, James. That's all I'm saying. Not going to put that person out. They said, I don't know what that means. It's just overall, James, you have given me a, a great, <laughs> a great example of a man. And I know even hearing this, and you've heard this many times from me before, you probably see it that you see yourself as a, a regular Joe Schmo. Like how you tell me, sis, you're kind of an anomaly, like in comparison to the mindset of a lot of other women out there. And I'm like, mm, nah, I really don't think I am. I think I might be a little more logical than some people, but I'm not, I definitely have my own issues. And some, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So I think that we are just so used to like, we normalize who we are and what we do. And I think other people also normalize depression. And they don't say it's depression. And they just go through their lives like, this is it. This is what it is. I, I want to sometimes just not be around people. I want sometimes to sleep. 12 hours a day sometimes I want to and that's like mm, it's just a few times a week but bitches every week that might be a problem yeah but I mean it's not something if, if, if that's how you function you don't see it as a problem you know what I'm saying if that's how you function you don't see that as a problem you see it as this is how I function but I, I mean, I have identified with some of your, the traits that you, you said, and I'm like, still trying to see, I don't, I'm like, have I, I know I've dealt with depression, especially when mom and dad divorced. Like I had to get counseling in, in college, but I didn't really accept it as depression. Like you said, you didn't at first. I was like, I'm just stressed out because I'm trying to balance life. And then this big thing happened. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I don't know. And I think it's, it's cultural. It's everything. It's saying that this is what's going on with you. It means is you're vulnerable and life don't slow down for you. And to me, that's a slowdown. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was just every, I just kept coming up with every excuse to not admit that I had a, a period of depression. It's like, okay, people have been doing me wrong and I just either I deal with it or I get rid of them, but I move on. Even though it still is in the back of my head, even though I still now uh, treat um, situations that seem a little similar different now because it looks like it's something that like I'm kind of paranoid. I have guards up, but I don't think I'm like, oh, I don't think, you know, I'm still not weighing on something that made me sad I'm not but if you're still conducting yourself in that way because of something five years ago that made you sad that might be a problem like I might need to actually go back to a counselor I don't I don't trust like for example this I mean I don't trust people in red shirts no more because people in red shirts like three people in red shirts did me wrong you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, I normalize that. Like, oh, oh, can I invite this person who has a red shirt on? No. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. it's okay. 
that's my defense mechanism. I think it's okay that that's how I am now because of something that happened to me before. But that might not that might not be okay. It's like you really are bringing some realization to me right now, brother. And it doesn't make me... I have to accept that it's not making me a weak person. It's not saying I want to deal with my people that did me wrong again. I don't, I don't want to deal with them again. That's not what it says. It says I want to be delivered from that. I don't want to even think of it anymore. Right. Like, something real resurface it (laughs) james this was so insightful Uh, i know you're you're home with the fam (laughs) with your kids and your other kids um thank you so much for the insight man this was very very helpful i know this is going to help somebody or a hundred (laughs) people definitely is because it's coming from a man a black man uh a guy that's you know he's dealt with rejection or not you know or issues with um expressing himself a lot of things that men deal with and i know there's a lot of women that can relate to this too so you you're helping a lot of people out so thank you so much brother um and everybody uh Thank you so much, James. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was this was great. Like I learned a lot. Like I said, you just answered the questions As before I even a- asked anything. But hopefully, this yeah. does help. You know, as your sister said, one person or a hundred. Mm-hmm. And I know I, as a black woman, I picked up and learned a, a few lot. a lot. I can relate with oh, some yes. of the things that you did say. It 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 is that's things you gotta you you have to look at yourself in the mirror and mm-hmm. say it's time to I, correct. Gotta, I gotta deal with this and it's time to correct something it's time to co- properly and correct properly correct and not partying stupid. and smoking is not <laughs> a way to correct yeah. these things i love you so much brother thank you so much for your intellectual insight and your honesty um thank you so you know you know, I'm always here for you if you need That is very reassuring. <laughs> in this world. And you know you got the same in us. So. Yeah. All right. Kiss the fam for me. Take a picture of Crazy Legs if you can. Um, thank you so much. Love you. And we'll talk to you later. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and guys, we're going to go ahead and just... Roll into part two. Um, is Sherry actually available? Okay. And in the next minute or so, we're going to start part two up and wrap it all up for the season one of Cocktails with Kia. Thank you guys so much for the support. Okay, so this is part two, um, the last part of the final episode of um, Cocktails with Kia season one, very, very successful and insightful. Um, tonight, um, was about depression, which was part one that you guys heard very, very insightful and thorough from my brother, Akil. And, um, what we're going to do. So pretty much we started out with the bully epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, uh, it's 
you know, creating awareness about issues going on with children um, in grade school. And um, also, we also discussed it as adults. Yeah, we did. Briefly, adults, though. Adults, very briefly. Adults get bullied, and we had to touch Some on that. Some adults know how to handle their bullies. Yes. Adults, so it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and uh, definitely something to not be ashamed of if you're being bullied and there's a fear of something more exacerbated happening. Uh, get professional help, seek an authority figure, police, whatever you have to do, like counseling. Um, I definitely am not like when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, you're, you're a punk if you go to the police. You know what I mean? Yeah, we used to get stitches. Snitches get stitches, but like snitches live. (laughs) I'm just sometimes though. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) All right, we're gonna move on from that. Uh, We also discussed. You guys remember? Okay, the episode after Dad, we were talking about. Okay, that's when Baba and Jody came through, (laughs) and that was um. Baba and Jody came through regarding, um, and we were talking about like uh, the black, uh, the black church. Yes. yes. Uh, what else did we discuss? Pretty much yeah. overall, like in, in the black church, we talked about recognizing um, mental health, and although we take we talk about the spiritual aspect, yeah, of being practical, yes, we and did. logical, and recognizing that mental health is real, and how do we as the black mm-hmm. church help? Yes. Um, we also uh, dis- we also um, discovered uh, other aspects like um, you know why is it a taboo to even discuss mental health issues? Um, how therapy has been viewed as a like a stigma? You know what I mean? Also like a taboo. Um, so we had some special guests, you know, that helped us out with that. a lot of insight. Remember JJ sat in with us, yeah. and yeah, that was very insightful. Um, the one before, okay, so last episode was with my brother. He was um opening up my little brother, yeah. Um, and coma. He was opening up about his bipolar disorder and depression, which um that was very insightful. Um, because he gave a man's perspective, so he opened that gate up. Because you know, our in this society Mm -hmm. women are a little more open even though a lot of them still are you know a little um shut down yeah Yeah, about opening up about that that kind of information he also let us know that it's um different levels because Mm -hmm. we we just hear bipolar depression but we don't know yeah that there are different levels to bipolar Mm -hmm. depression there's the manic side and then there's you know a more milder side that people go through as well Yes, so awareness is definitely um, a great way to be educated. And that was uh, the third episode. And the fourth one, which is the last one of the month of May, was tonight, which we touched on depression. And um, uh, my brother, Akil, spoke from experience, firsthand experience, and he still is um, coping with that and dealing with it is not as extreme as it was when he first was kind of you know, delved into that uh, situation. Um, if he um, said something very, he said something that really helped me. He says, you know, he uh, did not deal with it all his life. It happened from a major 
or traumatic experience, which was his kidney failure um, that happened. And I, he says that, you know, um, with the professional therapist he was speaking with, she was trying to tell him he was in denial. She was like, you know, it sounds like depression. He's like, no, I'm just stressed out. That's it. And I, and I, and I think that we're, uh, there are a lot of people are ignorant or regarding or just not educated on the difference between being stressed and having depression. Depression lasts. It's consistent. I mean, you pretty much like, you have um, feelings of being, uh, feeling empty. Um, you lose interest. Like it can be like spontaneously losing interest. You just don't want to be around people. Um, it's not just the blues. It lasts longer. Like if you're stressed out about work, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't last the whole month. Right. Like you don't think about that episode for the whole month. It's like it ends when you leave work mm-hmm. and then yeah. Or when you just vent about and it. And you just vent about it and you're done. <laughs> but, you know, and he's like, and I'm not even like the heavier side. The more uh, there are people who get in bouts for weeks. Mm. Um, it's hard for them to get out of that. And it's like, he's like, he's not as, uh, he doesn't have, um, it's mm. not as heavy for him as it is for other people. But it still is something he has to cope with he has to um main you know keep a, like a maintenance mm-hmm. of he speaks to a therapist twice a month um i can i will confess to i have had a bout of depression like in college i went to a therapy session you know that they gave as a complimentary session for uh uf kids because of my mom and dad having a divorce and I saw myself kind of rebelling in the sense of like, uh, I I was like middle fingers to school. Like I started like not even caring about doing my schoolwork. I was like, is love even a real thing? Like it was just a lot, you know what I mean? And I start and it was lasting for months. So I have I kept having to get counseling. I kept having to, and I would be like, "Oh, it's just that the work is hard." But really, Kia, you wasn't even interested in the work. You just lost interest. You was just angry all the time. Mm-hmm. You just wanted to fight all the time. Like I just was angry, and I was like, "Something isn't right." After like a couple of months, I'm like, "Maybe I need to speak to someone." And I think the only person I really confided in was Teresa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I think, I'm like, I think I need to speak to somebody because this isn't just like, oh, I'm tired of school. Because who doesn't get tired of Mm. school? It was deeper than that because I was excited about being in college. Mm -hmm. But like, I lost interest. I found myself in the middle of both of them all the time, like my mom and dad. And it was a lot on me. I couldn't concentrate or focus. I started fighting with my boyfriend at the time. Like, it was a lot. Like, not only was he just taking on yeah the situation but it was that's something that you wasn't used to and then it was so many other factors right. like you know there was family members that played roles and top of roles yeah top it was like life. oh my gosh this is so much you couldn't even think about yourself <laughs> but anymore. i was like no nah, you're just stressed out mm-hmm. let me drink i'll be all right let me smoke i'll be all right mm-hmm. like long as my head is clear mm-hmm. then the problem is gone that's not true no that's not temporary right. meanwhile it's just yeah, it's temporary yeah. gratification and you're just sweeping it's, everything under the rug. Yeah. 
Whew, I mean, and that's where that's partially where the problem comes in. That that is where the problem comes in, comes in because you have so many people who are self-medicating, mm-hmm. not realizing that it's such a deeper issue. Oh yeah, and nobody's saying you know it's it, if you want to. Hey, you want to talk? You want to use? You want to? You want to smoke? Yeah. I can't tell you what to do, but also get the help that you need yeah. because smoking is not gonna it's not going to take away right. the problem. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not gonna take away the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to make it better. It's not yeah. gonna give you better conflict resolution skills. It's not gonna give you a different perspective. It's not gonna do any, anything like that. It's just gonna calm you for the moment yeah. and calm you down and chill you out. It's not gonna fix your issue. You still no, have to is. deal with it yep. when you're sober. Yes. And one thing I can say is those self-medicating techniques, which are false, (laughs) they um, they make us normalize our issues. And we were like, as you know what, I can always run to that that temporary high or that temporary even with sex. Like, honestly, like it it goes beyond that. Like you medicate yourself with sex, you medicate yourself with uh, 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 some weed or drinking or whatever. And and sleep. You want to sleep for a long, long time and whatever your issue, whatever you think you're doing to get your mind off of it, you kind of enjoy that, right? Not kind of. You do enjoy it. That's why you do it. Mm-hmm. So it's more comfortable to deal with it and not really get rid of it because I can go back to doing this and feeling good for this temporary. It's like a it's like a horrible it's like a damaging cycle. Like, in the daytime, I'm upset. At nighttime, I'm medicating. In the daytime, I'm upset again. In the nighttime, I'm medicating. In the daytime, I'm upset. And before you know it, it's two years. Yeah. You have not resolved your issues. So I'm actually teaching myself right now as I speak. Like, this is really, like, me opening up right now. Because I'm really realizing things, some things really have to change. Like, you have to stop making excuses oh i'm fine now i'm fine now because i just got my quick fix Mm -hmm. and it's not it's actually festering yeah it's festering and growing and i don't want it to end up being something one day where i'm like i just explode or at a very um irrelevant time to explode or you just (laughs) come (laughs) <laughs> or you just you you have these toxic behaviors that you nurture because you're not really actually resolving what is really permanent not saying permanently going the on with you cause. the root cause so and I know that's it's very it's very common like I was um doing some research and it's like and it says like almost 18.8 million American adults experience depression each year million. But a lot of people are not recognizing that that's what it is. They're like, ah, that's nothing. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That has my head hanging low for some months, but Mm. But it's nothing, though. Yeah. I mean, what's not having our head hang low? Like, whatever. That's life. You know? Nah, man. We got to educate ourselves better on what we're going through and so that we can apply the right um, techniques of resolution. So, whew. Um, thank you so much for the audience that helped 
with uh, they, those who supported us in listening, those who have um, given us suggestions, those who have sat and spoke and given their story and those input. That's very brave. Very brave. Yes. And um, this really branched more into, it, it expanded more than I thought it would. And I know you guys are like, what do you mean? I just was like, I know we like to sit and talk, so why not? record it and help others but I didn't think it would really get that much um what do you call it attention yeah or recognition like and even some people who are a little shy to speak on it they have spoken with me in private Mm -hmm. and they're like Kia I may not be ready to talk but you have no idea how much it helps me to listen to you guys every week that already was like okay I gotta keep going like I can't stop. Like <laughs> you slowly but surely you push yes. them out there. Them out yeah. So Y'all, this is just the beginning. Yep. Season two coming up. Um, this is going to be in two weeks. I'm going to start season two, episode one. So we're going to skip a week. It's gonna be a bye week, guys. Um, but this was definitely insightful. Please definitely um, email me at nubianzakia86. That's N-U-B-I-A-N-Z-A-K-I-Y-A-86 at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, okay, of topics, ideas. Any questions. Any questions. Definitely. Um, On Anchor FM, you can actually um, leave me voice messages. Um, regarding each episode or just entirely as a whole regarding the episode, um, the podcast show. Um, I could not have done this without my co-hosts. Also follow our Instagram page. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Please, Cocktails yes, please, please, please follow the Instagram page. That is at Cocktails with Kia. And share and mm-hmm. comment. Please, 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 please. Definitely going to have a lot more interaction uh, with you guys. Um, thank you so much. And oh, hope to hear story. more from you guys. Yeah, we definitely, you will be hearing more from us. So Obvious. we do hope to hear more from you. Yes. God is good. And- All the time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you and good night. Bye. <laughs>